The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash! Let's hook them, baby. Let's hook them this week. Let's hook them. And hail to the victors. We got your media. I mean, that was so unnecessary. We man. got Jack Taylor here, the author, the man, the myth. Ohio State guy. Saw Youssef, the athletic. Clarence Hill, our favorite Longhorn. Nui Scruggs, your favorite Q-Dog right here on the Media Mash, rolling through. All right. Seattle, how are we feeling about it? Winning team? You got some detractors out there who said the Cowboys haven't beaten anybody who's got a winning record. This week they can accomplish that. Clarence, go. Is that a detraction or a fact? However you'd like to it's see a, it. It's a detraction. It's a, people use it to take away from what they've done. And I think, you know, Dak was perfect, you know, because I kind of followed up. And he said, because we were asking about the MVP. And he said, I ain't done nothing. You know, I, I got. You know, it's all about December. It's all about these games. January. It's all about the playoffs. You know, that's that's nice. I've done. You know, I've had this. And the same thing about the team. I mean, there are people who say they ain't done nothing. Yeah, you beat up all these bad teams. You ain't done nothing. Here's a chance to prove it against winning teams. And we all know how the narrative can go. Because as soon as they beat Seattle, well, they will have a 500 Seattle, record. Six and six. Yeah, <laughs> so still ain't be the team with a winning record. You know, we're gonna move the goalposts. Like, they gonna move the goalposts anyway. Then Buffalo ain't gonna be no. I mean, it's gonna be a some goalposts moving. But all you can do is play who's in front of you, and all you can do is take care of business. They understand. They understand what's been said. Uh, they understand who's in front of them, you know, and and, and Michael Parsons told said it. It's, it's a time for us to prove ourselves, and that's what it is. Stop. In the second, I, I think the Seahawks are actually a, a good example of what we're talking about with the Cowboys. In the second week, the Seahawks beat the Lions in overtime, thirty-seven, thirty-one. Other than that, I mean, it's no different than the Cowboys. I mean, they've, they, you know, they got blown out by the 49ers. They, they got blown out by the Ravens. They, you know, beat the Cardinals. They lost to the Bengals. The point is that. Again, you only play what's in front of you, and and Seahawks are six and five. They've basically beat a bunch of teams with losing records, and they've lost to, lost to a lot of good teams. Um, at the end of the day, it's any given Sunday. So, just on your point, what the detractors will say, Seattle isn't expected to be where the Cowboys are. They're not, and they did to beat Detroit. So, so I'm just right. so I'm just saying that's that's and what Detroit's the detractors will say. Buckeye man. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just uh, it's the proving ground is now. I mean, there's something to be said for blowing out the bad teams. I mean, because they leave no doubt. They lay. I mean, they just destroy them, and uh, they put basketball runs on them. And there's something impressive about that. But we all know that the season comes down to these next five games and how you set yourself up uh, for the playoffs, whether you're going in as a wild card or whether you went out and somehow get the division. But it's going to be determined now. And then because uh, we see it every year, man, somebody catches. Catch, somebody gets hot this time of the year and goes into the playoff with a five or six game winning streak, and then that that sets up their playoff run. So why not us? Is what the Cowboys should be saying. All right, Saad, I'll start with you here. Just left the locker room. What did you get out of it today? Uh, the fact that they're healthy right now. I mean, that was a point that talking to a few players, uh, they they kept they kind of kept coming back to J. Ron Curse. We just saw the practice report. He's back. Uh, practice limited, but you know he was not participating. Missed last game. 
they're a healthy bunch that have all the resources they need to take care of business. So there's not really any excuses. And and not that they were making them before, but whenever we talked about the Cardinals game and we talked about not focusing on the Cardinals, there was also a lot of, well, Trayvon just got hurt and you didn't have three out of five offensive linemen, all this kind of stuff. Right now it's December football and everyone's healthy. And to me, that was one of the biggest things everyone kept coming back to was just how this team is equipped to handle their business. Dad, Dak is excited to be a dad, excited to be a girl dad. He just talked about, you know, uh, the, the the baby news that came out over the weekend. And, you know, if you want to know when Dak got hot, you know, <laughs> you want to know why Dak's been hot over the last five weeks? Dad's strength, man. <laughs> Dad's strength. But, uh, you know, it, it is good. He's, he's happy about it. Baby's going to be due in March, you know, after football season. Uh, but, but yeah, he, he's happy. They just talked about that, you know, um, his excitement, uh, trying to be respectful, and do things right by his girlfriend because he don't, you know, when they made the announcement because you know he gets so much stuff on social media he doesn't want it, her and, and his family uh, to have to deal with some of that stuff. But uh, yeah, he's happy. It's funny because I go back to training camp and Tony Pollard had a baby in training camp. Kevontae Turpin had a baby in training camp. Uh, I think one or two more of the players you know had to leave camp. Uh, Shelter Wetwine had a baby in training camp. Hey, let me break some news. You having a baby? <laughs> no. I need a hole in my head if I need that. <laughs> let me break some news here. Got it out the locker room. So all the babies. Lady Van der Resch is having a baby shower on Friday for his first child. I gotta say that's a lid down. Also, lid down. also, also, it's another baby. We, it's we, another. We knew we knew he was having a baby already. We, there were no ladies yeah. having a baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's, that's, also, that's story training camp. Okay. Yeah. Also, Dak. Dak. Uh, the process of this Couple baby of began yeah. right before training camp because the baby's due in March. So you do the math. You can't well, you, run you, around. You, well, you I mean, dad, you dad, man. Y'all up in that man bedroom. Y'all up in that man bedroom, son. Sorry, I didn't think to go that far. I didn't either. That's what they do in the athletic. They go deep. They go deep. Hey, go deep. deep. That's a deep dive. You talk to, you talk to people? Like, no, that, it's because did you talk to the lucky egg winner? The reason the reason why it came up to it came in my head was because that's what we always talk about with November babies because go nine months back, you had a good Valentine's Day if uh, – if you're if you're born in November, oh. your parents had a good Valentine's okay, Day. Okay, son, I'll be looking out for you. Next <laughs> Papa Side, <Sa. laughs> I like that Papa Side. Papa Side didn't be in the house here. <laughs> what was your What was your one takeaway from that that forty five to ten Washington uh, beating that uh, the Dallas gave him? Uh, just um, I'm uh, I'm I'm very uh, impressed at the way that they put basketball runs together. Like, I've never really seen it. I've been covering the team for a long time, and I've never seen a team that consistently can put up – I mean, they scored 25 points in the fourth quarter, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they've had a lot of these explosive quarters or these three- or four-minute periods where it goes from a close game to a blowout. And I don't really know what to make of it because I haven't really seen it. And uh, it doesn't matter how you win, you win – but it's something impressive about that, and it'll be interesting to see if this is just their year to do that and whether it's something that they can sustain throughout the season. All right. And a different thing, pick, just piggybacking on this for a second, in the past, their runs have come early. You know, they started fast. You know, this is the first time they've been at home and did not have more than a double-digit lead going to the fourth quarter. You know, this time it was 2013 going to the fourth quarter, and that run came late. They finished strong instead of starting fast. They finished strong with that run. It certainly came out of nowhere. They know how to, you know, 
Run up and score on people. It's what they did against Carolina. Finished yeah. strong against yeah. them. That, that, that game was a seven-point game, and then mm-hmm. they blew them out there. What was your one takeaway from that uh, Cowboy dominance on Thanksgiving Day? I, I, for me, it was Deron Bland. It was. I, I know he's been the story, but just to see the way that you know. The whole game, the, the story was kind of Dak and the offense. I mean, you know, up to that point, the way they were pulling away, uh, Dak was getting spreading the wealth around Turpin. All for Deron Bland and, and to to do what he did, set an NFL record. I thought, you know, uh, even going back and watching the TV copy, you can tell just the way Jim Nance called called that play, just how exciting that was and how how big of a moment that was. And to me, it's really even after the game about Deron Bland to talk to his teammates and everything because he's he's a man of few words. He doesn't say much, but you see how much love and respect there is for him as someone who just goes about his business. Um, so for me, just him being able to accomplish that milestone in that game was the big takeaway. You and I had a chance to chat with Jerry afterwards, right? Jerry was as giddy as I've ever seen him, especially after a regular season win. And I was surprised, Clarence, when Jerry spoke about how this rank, this win, this day ranks up there with Super Bowls. Yeah, he said he said even more. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, too, obviously, so he, came, he, he, came, he, came, he yeah. ain't been yeah. to the Super Bowl in a long time. So, so he, forgot, yeah. he really forgot how that feels. Because <laughs> I, 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 like, I, like, I was like, I was like, in the 1900s, Jerry had that feeling in the 1900s. But, but that's the first thing, because I asked him about that question, because it seemed like beyond Jerry going over the top, this is a good feeling like having the Super Bowl, they had fun. Okay, they had fun. Turkey and legs. Was, the turkey legs, the jumping into the the Salvation Army Red Kettle. This was a fun experience for the Cowboys. And and I asked I asked Mike McCarthy the same thing about it. And, you know, he just talked about, you know, it's okay. I, I want these guys to enjoy the journey. And they're enjoying the journey. And one thing Jerry talked about on top of saying this is, you know, the um, most fun he's had since the Super Bowls, but he, he just talked about the synergy in the locker room, the special moment, this feeling among the guys. And to me, that's what made it even more special. You, you talked about the celebration they had for Bland. That was they are truly, truly excited about Bland and what he's done, where he came from. Uh, even Michael Parsons, we were talking I was about. Say, listen to how these stars talk about him, yeah, whether it's yeah. Parsons or whether it's CD or whether it's Dak. They're all hyped for each other, which is what you want. Right. And I don't know if we got another break coming up, but uh, yeah, we, we need to talk about Bland in this MVP conversation. We'll, we'll do that. I'm not a defensive player of the year conversation. Because that's, that's, that's a legitimate. That's a legitimate point, talking point at this point, especially with Michael, who came into the season looking for MVP, our defensive player of the year, and now Bland maybe stealing some of his thunder. So, kind of a stretch, but I'm going to go there. You talk about guys being happy for each other, talk about a locker room happy and playing together. I saw one last month, covered it, Texas Rangers. Those guys were about each other. There was, there was a, you do your job, I'm rooting for you. They had each other's back. I'm not saying this is going to result in the same way it did for the Rangers. You're saying who, it. Who You're won the World it. Series. Out there. But I'm putting it out there from the standpoint of if everybody wants to play together and nobody cares about who's getting what well, credit. That's really what you're talking about. If, if I'm playing for you and I'm doing if I'm genuinely happy for you and your success, then you can be genuinely happy for me and my success, and then I don't have to worry about why are you jealous because I scored three touchdowns this week. Oh, now you don't want to participate. In I mean, it's just a good vibe, man, and good teams with good vibes that, are, that have talent 
they win and they can and, do special things. And you and can special. do something in the playoffs, something and, we haven't seen them go deep enough up after that. And something Dak just mentioned today too was Tony Pollard, like you know him and Tony Pollard have this little game of you know if 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 you're not going to score, I'm going to throw the touchdown. So you got to go score. And he's just kind of laughing about you know the Carolina game and Tony Pollard running in. He was like, hey, it's not hard for me to pull it and throw a fade to CD. So they're just having fun with these competitions, and we know the run game has been a talking point of uh, of struggle, and so. Dak is kind of you know playing around with Tony like that, so I, you're right. The vibes are good, and, and that's how they're right. And, and, and that's where I'm at because I I'm a, I've been to get off my lawn guy for the last couple of weeks. I, I thought they were disrespectful in Carolina by doing the jersey. Yeah, you, you mentioned I, it. I, 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 I said it with my chest. Box about it. And they weren't. I mean, and 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 the Turkey Leg celebration was a little disrespectful. That was but funny. It, <laughs> it was the, funny. The Washington the Washington crew I talked to that was that was basically their stories. Man, they they just. They they beat you down and then they pull out the turkey leg. They already had it planned. That's, I mean, how confident you ought to have his plan? So there was some arrogance, in some confident arrogance in, in every bucket. Every bucket. So in every bucket. So and then you're eating on the sideline in the middle of six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Dak is out there eating turkey leg. So there's some disrespect, some arrogance that goes along with what the Cowboys are doing. But I'm going to stand down because just watching the team have fun is not. It's just they're having it's fun good, with each other. Yeah, they're they having fun it's with good each other. Vibes. They're having fun with each other. Not meaning to, do, but it's about themselves and about each other and how they're having a great time together. And it's earned. I mean, that was yes, a, it's a, earned. When, when McCarthy I, talked about, hey, look, you want to do this? We better be. We better be up big. And then Dak spoke about, okay, yeah, Bland ran it back, and I thought maybe no, no, we'll get one more. Then they got it, but that was the storyline in Washington. Talking to my boys up there, yeah, man, you got to be man. Because if you watch it, you like really, dog. That's really what you're gonna do, man. Well, yeah, it started with them just jumping in the can. You know, we've seen them jumping. We have seen T.O. throw the ball in the can. We seen Zeke jumping the, the can. Right. So yeah. I mean, the kettle. Yeah, and everybody. And I was like, everybody jumping in the kettle today. And then all of a sudden, what? And I pulled a turkey <laughs> leg out the kettle. Food. I mean, <laughs> that was. That was it, some classic. That was classic, a Joe Horn. Joe Horn that, stuff. That was some classic fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was and, funny, man. Yeah, yeah, it, and so this team is having fun, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that. So I was doing my stand-ups for, for Channel 5 after the game, and we did one next to the kettle. And we look in there. There's turkey. Yeah, that's that's still, yeah. They, were, and they so had we plenty in there. Yeah. It was three of them. And it's like they put them in every spot. It <laughs> right. was like, wow, <laughs> wow. I mean, you got to have some serious confidence. Did you take one home? No. Okay. No. Pat, don't he ate one? <laughs> he ate one? That meat been in there. That, that turkey leg been in there for hours. Come on, man. I'm not This is that. the same guy who jumped in the pool in Arizona at the World Series. Yeah, that's a nasty, <laughs> that's a nasty pool right, water, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. Out, he's doing that kind of stuff, not me. He's like, you want one? No. No, nah, we good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but you eat it, and I'm figuring, okay, if I have to work tomorrow for him, <laughs> then, I, then I, know, I know exactly what happened. All right, let's get a first break in here. Yes, we will talk about Deron Blaine. Is he in that running now? for the Defensive Player of the Year. Ironically, there is a gentleman on the team who's won a Defensive Player of the Year and did it at that same position. We'll do it next on the Media Match with Clarence Hill, Side U7. You got Jean-Jacques Taylor. I'm Newey Scruggs on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Media Mash. Media Mash, your Cowboy Insiders are here to break it down for you. We've got Clarence Hill of Fort Worth Star Telegram, Saad Youssef of The Athletic, Jean-Jacques Taylor of Anscape, and the podcast, Jacques Talk, Nui Scruggs. Just merely here to enjoy all the moments from you gentlemen here. All right, so Seattle coming to town, eight and a half point dog to the Cowboys at Jerry World here. Deron Bland on a run. Five interceptions he's taken back to the house for touchdowns here. Yes, he's on his way to making all pro. Now that question starts to become, does he enter the defensive player of the year conversation? And if he is, which I think he is, where do you put him in the running right now? You know, I I think that for me, it's been a buildup because I was, again, that get off my lawn guy last week. I was like, he's having a great year, putting up great numbers. But I'm not ready to put him in defensive player of the year conversation because most of his interceptions have come in the middle of onslaught. You know, it's like the Cowboys are making a run. They haven't been necessarily the difference in that game, you know. But the numbers are the numbers. They're so overwhelming that, that you just have to stand down like applaud a great season. That's kind of Mike is. I asked Mike about that today. He was a back-to-back runner for defensive player of the year. You know, and obviously coming to the season with the goal of winning defensive player of the year, he's still in the conversation. Uh and, you know, now he says it's always a dark horse. He worried about Trevon Diggs. And he said the dark horse is the one that always gets you. And DB has become the dark horse. And he's all on DB's bandwagon because you you have to sit and admire greatness. And what's happening, what he's doing is greatness. <laughs> and, and you just have to sit up here and, and tip your cap to, cap to greatness. The other thing he did is, and we, me, I think me and you talked about this somewhere. Uh, could have been on the phone, could have been on the podcast, whatever. But he had that moment when on Turkey Day, man. When the world was watching. Right. Like, that's outstanding. Yeah. Now, the other ones that happened, the Cowboys always got a good spot. Sure. But when you do it on that day, that's like your Heisman moment. Yeah. And now 
That's why he was on, I think, NFL, some some NFL show. NFL morning the next morning, yes. And yeah, and you got Darius Slay, you got other players around the league taking over. Oh, that's defense player of the year. That's, you know, all these other big time players right. are saying the same thing. So he had that moment at just the right time. And then he still got a couple more uh, high profile games with Cowboys where if he does it again or has some some more spectacular moments, even if they're interceptions that don't end in touchdowns, he can solidify and, himself. As and it's the age old question, you know, like we always do with the Heisman, you know, player of the year and all this M- M- NBA MVP. Is it the best player or guy who's having the best season? Because I will right. tell you, Michael Parsons is the best player in the defense. Michael Parsons is one of the defense coordinators are game planning right. for and to avoid. They're not. And, and the beautiful thing about Dick, I mean, what Bland is he's making his picks because they're still throwing the ball at his guy. You know, he still has fact, more. They completed quite a few passes yeah. against another <laughs> right. guy. That's, 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 so tech. it's not like they're running from him, so they give him opportunities. So he's having a great season. He's still not the best player in the defense. That's uh-huh. by far Michael Parsons. But it's called Defensive Player of the Year. I yeah, know. and I, I think the the audience plays a factor. I also think the team plays a factor, too, because, you know, I think Miles Garrett would probably be one of the favorites but I think once you start slipping out of that playoff conversation you're on the bubble and then this is a team that's won how many in a row and you're playing meaningful football in December Cowboys always have the spotlight and and I think that's where it starts picking up even more for someone like Deron Bland uh, and also just the overall hype of not just the Cowboys but the Cowboys defense we Dan Quinn is a very popular name out there in in potential head coaching searches uh, down the road Micah Parsons so the the focus is so much on the Cowboys Cowboys defense that it's hard to miss Bland and then when you're doing something that's literally never been done before it's hard to argue with that. Let me piggyback on one thing because you said uh, it's defense player of the year you know it's not being the best player the problem here and as I, I talked to Gilmore about this everybody who's won defense player of the year they're in the Hall of Fame you know, so it adds to your resume. So yes, it's something that Michael wants really badly. You know, it's always next year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to start to add to your Hall of Fame resume. You want that? Because Stephon and I said, the Hall of Fame, that's what I want." You know, he's like everybody else who had Demons Blood here in the Hall of Fame. What about me? Right, right. You start looking at just your because so far, the last couple of years, it's gone. It's gone to. Guys who can sack the quarterback. TJ Watt, right. So right now looking at the sack leaders, TJ Watt, 13 and a half. Too bad he doesn't fit the Cowboys scheme. Remember that? Um, Khalil Taco! Mack, t- Khalil you like Mack them tacos? Is 13 sacks. Miles Garrett, the Arlington native, 13 sacks with Cleveland. Donnell Hunter with 12 sacks uh, there. Then when it comes to interceptions. Where's Micah? He's top five. I, I believe What's he's he right like at 11 and a half. Yeah, it's uh, Donnell Hunter's tied for four. Allen to Jacksonville's tied for four. And then uh, let me pull up the numbers here. You got Parsons tied for six along with Max Crosby of the Raiders. And then when it comes to interceptions, you got Bland leading the league at seven. Five of those uh, interceptions have gone back for touchdowns. So Insane. it's going to be a pretty interesting call. And I'm not a voter. I don't know if you guys are voters at all but mm-hmm. for the Defensive Player of the Year award, but how do you view that? Do you view it versus the sacks? How do you view it versus the interceptions? Some of it you view how good is your team, right? And what your contribution is to a team that's winning or okay. making a, or you know has got one of the best records in the league. And, and so, and that was my thing about Bland is like, how do you view it? I, I think what he's done is great. The numbers put on the great. I don't think that any one of those interceptions was a difference in winning and losing. Okay, they were part of onslaughts. I do think Michael's play. What he does to set up his other guys has been a difference in why the defense is great. And and, and, and so I, I like those numbers because Michael started slow with the sacks. But 
He's only three away from the leader, and he could get on a run. And if he's leading the league in the sacks at the end of the season, yeah. Right, two, two, two. Well, go ahead, Sal. Just real quick to, to your point about where the position of that defensive player of the year in 2021, Trayvon Diggs had 11 interceptions. Mm-hmm. He did not register on the defensive player of the year voting. It was T, went to TJ Watt. And Micah Parsons was number two, and Aaron Donald was number three. So to your point about where the votes and you know attention is, it's hard for a defensive to, back to win it. Yeah, it's hard for a defense, and that's why Gilmore. We talked about that. He says it's hard for a defensive back to win it because they. He said you have more opportunities to get sacked than you do interceptions. You know, no one's rolling up twenty interceptions in the season. No, because no, at a certain you know, point we they gonna start throwing it <laughs> and all of that. And so that's my point. And and I guess. No one's not throwing it at Bland, and, and which is good for the Cowboys because that means it gives them more chance to take the ball back. And but they are trying to avoid Micah. They are trying to do things to neutralize what Micah's doing. So T.J. Watt and the Steelers are a seven and four football team, and we all see clearly that, that offense is not good. They ended up firing the coordinator. The defense has had to carry them, so that will carry some weight when you're talking about uh, looking at at T.J. Watt and what's going on there. The other thing that is helpful for uh, Deron Bland is you start to look at the schedule here. You. You've got Josh Allen on the schedule who leads the league in picks. You've got Jalen Hurts who's thrown, what, eight, nine picks this year? So he's on the schedule. So you're going to have the opportunity to go ahead and get yourself some balls coming up here pretty quick from some quarterbacks who like to give it away. Uh, Tua's on the schedule, so you've got him on Christmas Eve. Uh, Then you've got the Commanders one more time. Jared Goff, uh, either he likes giving it away or he likes throwing touchdowns. So if you're bland, the, the opportunity to get maybe two to three more, very strong. Yeah, and again, an opportunity for Michael to, to, to get on the run. He has the thing about it, he's right in the top six and he really hasn't had a like Khalil Mack had four in one game and TJ Wise, you know, they've had some big game. Michael has not had a classic big game. Okay. As you as you talk about Micah, here's the problem. Now you're talking about splitting the vote. Right. Oh, I agree. I mean that, that's part of it, yeah, for sure. So so if you had a vote right now, who would you give it to? On the Cowboys. See, see, my problem is this. I'm old Answer school. Answer the question. I'm old school. Michael Jordan should have won MVP every year because he was the best player in the league. Should have never went to Carmelo. Should have never went to that, all that mess. We got to get him the MVP because they've been to me, give it to the best player. To me, it's got to be Mike. I, I would I still give, give it to Michael. You're the Michael Parsons. You're the Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Russian cover. Rush that's up some of those interceptions. You can say it. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what? I'm thinking, man. Another thing is, I hate to hold circumstances against players, but also Stephon Gilmore being on the other side helps Deron Bland Okay, we're not listening. But I'm just saying, like, it helps because you're not going to throw at Stephon Gilmore. They are and throwing so at Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. What year? What year are you talking about Gilmore? No, no. What year? This year? <laughs> you talking about Patriot year. What year? No, he's still, he's still solid. He's still a good corner, and so it's, it's not... They're good corners, my you're not. It's boy. not... Come on. Nobody's running from Gilmore or... or, 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 or Mm. Anyway, right, the, the, this is right up there with that Trey Lance. <laughs> Man, stop it, Leave Saad alone. Leave Saad alone. So I'm going to whoop y'all ass in a minute. Excuse me, whoop y'all butt in a minute. <laughs> Come on, stop, Y'all need to stop it. Sorry, you mean Darrell, you mean Darrell Revis out here. Revis Island. Starring Stephon Gilmore. Y'all are so bad. <laughs> We Why learned from you. So we have bad. learned from you, my man. So you have bad. taught a master class. Y'all are so bad. Don't, you don't have taught this. a master class. The bottom, uh, so who you voting? Where you go? Okay. That, yeah. Micah, Micah, what you got? Keep, come on. I think Keep. I give it to Deron Bland right thank now. You, thank you, man. We're giving it to Bland. It's two. We I say that just because we, uh, we haven't seen this in 50 years. And seen it, man. No, you, and he's about to get more. So The numbers are overwhelming. And, and I understand, like I said, this, Micah, you, you, you appreciate greatness. And there's a reason why they call it a career year. You know what I mean? Thank you. Listen to the man. Listen to the man. Career year. He wrote the book on Prime. He would. <laughs> he knows DBs. 
Wrote the book on it. He wrote the book on the last eight games. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 Much like when I started the Cowboys, you're going to get a show on FS1 real soon. All that hate you got in your heart. But, you know. Man went out there and won, 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 won when no I was games. Writing, won, when I was writing books on them, they was winning back-to-back championships. <laughs> <laughs> the protection was good. And Shadur was throwing touchdowns. Is the BT war still on the sideline? I just want to let you know. Just like when I started covering the Cowboys, they was winning championships. Snoop showed up the last couple of weeks. Stop. <laughs> Might lost their way to Boulder. <laughs> Even the good weed ain't bringing them back. Even the legal weed ain't bringing them back. It's legal weed, guys. Come on back. You know what Don King said in this movie. Don't nobody will hang out with a loser. <laughs> young people, man. You can smoke weed on the sideline. Prime gonna be all right, man. He, I ain't he, worried about it. Prime gonna be okay, man. You stop. You stop. You just enjoy your horns and Hope Oklahoma State don't pull nothing out on them. I'm not worried about Okie Light. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Big 12 champion. You guys, you want to go Sugar Bowl? You want to Sugar Bowl with them? We're going to the playoffs, college football playoffs, sir. Happening. Hey, no, you're not. It's, it's, no, you're not. It's happening. No, you're not. Florida State's losing to, to Louisville and we're in. Hmm. Don't see it. Don't see it. You don't see them losing to Louisville? I don't see them going to Big 12. I don't see them uh, in the playoff. I don't see them. Right. Well, we'll see. They'll take, just, don't take them don't. over Oregon. Side, you got you got Texas in the playoffs? What you think? I mean, they're going to need some help, but. You think that, yes or no? No. No. John? Yeah, because I think cooler heads would prevail. They got the, they, I mean. They got the best win in college football. Let's be honest about it. The best, best record season win in college football. All right, all right, I think all Alabama right. may have the best win in college football come uh, Saturday night. Just saying. I just said, saying. Let's take our break right here with. He's he's a, he's, a, he's an Alabama fan. Yeah, I got, you got to stand. North Carolina basketball, Alabama football. Pitt Let's take our break right we here. all over the place. Me, Mash, Clarence Hill, Cy Youssef, Jean-Jacques Taylor. I'm Alabama, Louis Scruggs. Alabama, even though he grew up in Let's Carolina. Go. Take a break. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from my next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. To Media Mash. Media Mash right here at DallasCowboys.com. Got to say, this is our favorite panel that we have here, man. It is. Of all the Media Mashes that we have. So we got Clarence Hillstar Telegram. We got Saad Youssef of The Athletic. Jean-Jacques Taylor of Jacques Talk. And make sure you get his new book. It is Cyber Monday. So this is the time to go ahead to Amazon or wherever you go to get your book sold and get that book for that loved one you have who needs to be off the phone, needs to understand it. <laughs> Reading is still a good thing. Get Coach Prime to Making Amend by Jacques Taylor for Christmas. I'm merely Newey Scruggs. All right, gentlemen. Um, eight and a half is what Vegas says the Cowboys are going to win by. The Cowboys have been dominant at home this year. Side, eight and a half. Too much or you think that's okay? I think that's okay. I, I, I mean... It's the NFL. Those whenever you we see wins that are, you know forty five to ten, no one's ever going to be favored by us. Some, <laughs> we, when we see sixteen point spread, that's a gigantic spread. It's not college football. So eight and a half is 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 a sizable sp- spread to me. I think that's respectable. That's, you know, I'd probably pick the Cowboys to win by more, but you know, that's in terms of what how you set spreads. Eight and a half is fair. It's a lot of points. That's just a lot. I, I know they've been on a roll here, but we're talking about a winning team that likes to run the football. And Pete Carroll's going to come. They're going to run. I think uh, some of it might be whether Kenneth Walker's playing this week. And, uh, you know, you know, one of the things that gets – and I don't know how they are yet – is the Cowboys' run defense doesn't get tested because they've been blowing folks out. Correct. I think it's still got some questions about it. And, uh, you know, I think if, uh, if he plays, then they can challenge him a little bit on that. Because I don't think uh, Seattle's the kind of team that gets blown out in the first quarter and a half. And so uh, the game could be tight going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, that's a lot of points, especially for this this Seattle team. But that's a – I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're talented. Their game, they've got a good coach. They good. They got a good scheme. they got a solid defense. They do have a running game. And I'm glad you brought the, the, the running game up because as much as the defense has played well, you're right, the blowouts have forced most teams to get out of – trying to run the ball and, and, and really uh, have to throw the ball on them. But November, December, January football, you're going to have to show up that run defense. You're going to be tested, which is another reason why I think it's intriguing that the Cowboys are making a play for one Shaquille Leonard, linebacker out of um, the coach who's cut by the coach, but a four-time Pro Bowl, four, four Pro Bowls in his first six years in the league. Uh, was a dominant, dominant player. He's not the player he was because of some nerve damage in his back, but he's still a quality football player, physical guy, first and second down player this last year was with the coach who who could help the Cowboys uh, show up to run because they're still small inside, small in linebacker without Layton. So uh, we look today, news in the National Football League, Frank Reich fired by the Carolina Panthers. Dallas dismantled them. Uh, 
two weeks ago, especially in the second half. Um, Jack Del Rio fired over the weekend after the Cowboys beat them 45-10. to 10. Does that give you any appreciation more for Mike McCarthy as a coach? Because so many people consistently talk about, well, if they don't go so so and so far this this year, that you could replace Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I think McCarthy, the the lazy narrative around him has always been, again, you know, he did what he did with Aaron and and things like that. And I think when you look at the differences, not and we and you brought this up, I believe last last time we were on about the culture here. The, the culture is different. I mean, you see that. You see the way that players go about it. We talked about last time as well, Dak having as much fun in the offense as he's had in his career. So I think there's a lot of things. One of the things that we talk about with home, uh, with how good they've been at home, McCarthy implemented a thing where you sleep at home and you don't have to go to the hotel and things like that. He does little things um, the way that he managed when uh, Dak Prescott was out for five games last year. Yeah. These are little things that I think the way that he he doesn't get enough credit for that, but it's part of being the Cowboys coach. It's part of being the coach that's going on 28 years of the drought. It's not all his fault, but that it, he wears that until he gets it done in January. Do you think it helps that the way he manages everyone, he's not you know, taking dudes to go watch Duke basketball and it's just three dudes? <laughs> you know? I'm not saying shout out Jason Garrett like that. Just, just do Jason Garrett like that. I, I thought Jason uh, did a nice job last night on the broadcast. But, but literally, I mean. He saw- does a good job of managing the team, man. And uh, I think it's hard to be an NFL head coach without having a sizable ego. But I think he does a good job of setting his ego to the side and letting his players be out front and uh, and playing to them as opposed to playing to himself, especially when you got an owner like like uh, Jerry. I mean, why did Jimmy not last? Jimmy couldn't put his ego back. This guy can put his ego back, and uh, he does it in a way that helps his team. And he also understands where he's good, where his strengths are, and where he, he lets Dan Quinn do his thing. He doesn't try to meddle in the defense. And, you know, I'm sure he has preferences and, and styles that he wants to play, but he knows what Dan Quinn is capable of, and he lets Dan Quinn do his thing. Which, again, is part of putting your ego right. to the side. Right. And then you called him the elephant in the room the other day. <laughs> Got him the fat man. It's a stressful job, Clarence. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Who? You, big boy. Who? You. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad you guys are on this narrative because I've been saying this for a couple of years now. I certainly said it last year and said this year. Michael does not get Mike does not get credit for the job he's done with the Cowboys. And, you know, back-to-back 12-win seasons, uh, back-to-back trips to the playoffs, managing last season, I know how it finished. Everybody's mad at how it finished. But – Winning four out of five games without your starting quarterback. You've seen across the league what happens when you lose your starting quarterback. See what happened with the Jets. They got a good team. Lose their starting quarterback. They got the number one pick. The season's over. I mean, for him to manage this team, get them where they are, losing their starting quarterback, then you lose different players, lose coaching staffs, and he's basically taken over the offense. Uh, and, and, and what they're doing now, I think he's done a great job. Again, he doesn't get enough credit. But this offense, going back to the spring, and, and we've talked about the show, Dak, CD, they love Kellen Moore, okay? They love Kellen. Dak will tell you Kellen Moore is this guy. He's been this since rookie. But when they start talking in the spring about how they know this offense, understand the offense, we have a better understanding of what we're supposed to do in this offense, more so than we ever have. Yeah. You're basically throwing Kellen Moore under the bus. And so basically you're saying we've been – 
taught, and we're, we're learning things we've never learned before. And you look at why this offense has evolved, it has a lot to do with them finally getting an understanding of what they're supposed to do. And, and Mike, as much as Dak is hot, Mike is hot. Mike is hot with his right. play calling. And, and so, so, so let me go back to you here. You guys all do radio interviews. Friends will call you, hey, give me the talk about Cowboys. And so many times, especially the national folks, they want to talk about him being on the hot seat. Yes. And I remember just for me, and this is going on, just ask you. I kept defending Mike from the standpoint. I'm like, 12 wins, two years in a row. This hasn't been done since Switzer. It was around here. It's the Switzer-Johnson era teams. That What's happening here has not been done in a long, long time. Why not appreciate it? Yeah, I, I think you also change for the sake of change is never the never the, just the answer. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to make a change, you better have a better solution out there, you know, instead of Mike McCarthy. And for a long time, you know, that was you had you had the Sean Payton cloud whatever hanging out there that people kept talking about and uh and, and because you felt that was a step up. I mean, what's the step up right now even if you even if even if it was a 12 back-to-back 12 seasons another one first round playoff exit you can't, you don't just let someone like that who's doing all that go unless you have a better answer. I think uh, I think you're right about that, but the, the point remains: they lose in the division round. He's still going to be here next year. Right, and, and that's just it. That's the elephant in the Context. room. You know, <laughs> I thought he was. There. I thought he was. And all yeah. of, no, I, I think it's same thing with Dak and all of them. They get a lot of goof because of. It's been 28 years. Uh, uh, you die for other people's sins. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 that's part of it. You're, you're, you're paying. Oh, that's for a the, huge part. Yeah, of it. for all of them. For Dak, you know, why no one has any patience for the success you have because they haven't won in 28 years. Okay, and until you win, it's it's a problem, and it's an organizational problem. It's the talent. It's, it's all that. So yes, he's had back to back 12 win seasons. He looked like they're going back to playoffs again this year. Three times straight years in the playoffs. First time since the 90s. But if they don't get it done in the playoffs. What was it all for? Especially if you you talk about, do you have a replacement? And then if Dan Quinn comes up for jobs and you're about to lose Dan Quinn and you lost in a divisional round, maybe you have a decision to make. Do you, you know, even Mike McCarthy has told us multiple times at the podium this year that the defense is the identity of the team now. And, and, Maybe you have difficult decisions in that way. He, he was saying that when his offense wasn't playing so well. Right now, they, say right, right now, now right now, right now, offense. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm not. I'm not interested in being the number one offense. I want to run the ball. I'm taking my defense. Wait, what, where they are now? Yeah, but but my point is, it's like <laughs> number know, one scoring offense. Have. Number one scoring offense. Top five passing game. They're doing pretty good. And so, just to your point too, we talk about the playoffs, and, and obviously it's the context of, of if you don't, if you when you lose and how. But I go back just just watching the Carolina Panthers with this mess that they've now had under for six years under David Tepper, just getting it wrong at every single turn, and then just looking over there for for the Bears fans. Okay, they couldn't wait to get rid of homeboy, and then they go out and they get Matt Eberflus, and now they're sitting there here frustrated with him. It, you can go bad. Very quickly, it's harder to try to replace a guy and just make sure it's going to be better. There's no guarantee. As much as we like Dan Quinn, who he didn't have a shot and failed, no. yeah, you know who who should have a Super Bowl ring but is not. We don't know how he's going to be making that making that jump. There's a great music documentary called um, Three Feet from Stardom. If you've never seen it, it's fantastic. Watch. It's about backup singers 
who want to become lead singers and just how tough it is to go there. In basketball, they call it three inches when you go from from the uh, from being an assistant coach to the head coach. It's a hard thing to do. And while Dan Quinn showed you that he was good in Atlanta, once that Super Bowl loss happened, it it, it just it just disintegrated. And yeah. for everyone to just assume and think, well, he's going to be the guy. We talked. There were fans who wanted, who couldn't wait for Jason Garrett to replace Wade Phillips. Yeah, and, and and the example for me that always comes to mind is Jim Caldwell in Detroit. Because remember, oh, he yeah, had man. he had a good year, nine and you're and the seven. Detroit Lions. You went nine and seven, and then you you made a change. It took you a long time to f- come across Dan Campbell after that. But I yeah. also go back into the whole thing there. The general manager in Detroit was Bob Quinn, who came in from New England, who had he wanted Caldwell out of there, but he couldn't do it because the players liked him, the, the Ford family liked him, so he waited until they. Missed the playoffs and then try. We were, we're better than nine and seven. Then they never went nine to seven again. They hired Matt <laughs> Patricia. They came out to find out he had some criminal thing happen to him in the past and embarrassed. It was a mess. Yeah. And they and, and fired. He, he was fired. I'm trying to do that old Patriot way. It didn't work. But yeah, you're right. Jim Caldwell nine and seven. So if you're the if you're a Cowboy fan, that's the thing. I told you. it. It can go bad. Mm-hmm. It can go very very bad. And Mike McCarthy was he the 18th? All time in wins in the he National. He got a lot of them. This is not a. This is not a bum. And for everyone that loves Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy are basically, as Clarence says, the same, same guy. Dude. But Sean trained in the Bill Parcells way of perception, and so he got to he got to Bill Parcells. Hey, hey, Sean, Sean coaches butt up right now. Though. Sean, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You started when they start zero and three. He right. everybody, you know, you talked about Jets. You talked about this previous staff, but he, he's got soccer coach. And, and 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 again, as as, as Mike has proven, Mike and coach, and I really hated how it went down in Green Bay because everybody act like. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he the problem. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers Aaron, is part of like the Aaron Rodgers was one in spite of him, and he wasn't, you know, a top offensive coordinator going back to his New Orleans days. He is an offensive guy. He's worked with the Joe Montana's and he's worked with quarterbacks, so that's why this thing is working well. But so many, so he got a lot of goof behind ended in Green Bay that you know he was the empty headset, and, and and Aaron Rodgers was out there changing plays, doing his own thing. Well, he's showing you right now he knows how to coordinate offense. Well, this has been uh, it's been a fun ride to, to to cover the team, and I'll say this about Mike McCarthy, especially after that first year, he wanted to mulligan and talked about starting over again. The guy's been sensational for the Cowboys, and we all know it's not easy when you work for Jerry Jones, and the guy's done a really good job with these circumstances that are here, and we'll see exactly what they get on Thursday. All right, Clarence is yawning, so we'll go ahead and end the show now. So. <laughs> Thank you, Clarence Hill, the Star-Telegram, side Youssef of The Athletic. My man's Jock Taylor, Jock Talk. Remember, pick up his book, Coach Prime, The Making of Men. It's Cyber Monday. It's time to buy that Christmas gift so you don't have to worry about it. New Scrubs, we'll talk to you next time right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!